Good evening and welcome to Campus Voices. I'm Daryl Osran. My guest today is on Campus Voices is Miss Pat Anderson, a former president of the Everett Neighborhood Association. She served as the president for three times, twice during the 1990s, while her last was in 2014. She has been a part of the organization for more than 30 years and continues to be an honorable member in order to boost the lifestyle within the South and Everett neighborhood. Ms. Anderson, welcome to Campus Voices. Thank you for having me. Okay, so first of all, uh, let's start off with some uh, background to it, like maybe you yourself and also the neighborhood in Everett or maybe the South neighborhood. Okay, like uh, many people, I moved to Lincoln when I was 18 to go to school and never thought I would stay, but ended up <laughs> here oh. I am. <laughs> um, and actually, much of the time, as, as many students will say, that they live in the neighborhoods surrounding the university, whether it's Malone, Holly, North Bottoms, right. Everett, Near South. Um, I also lived in in especially the Everett area f as a student um, for much of the time. Okay. Um, what would you say the difference might be from like the first time you actually went to the, like live in the area and, in, and now? From 30 or 40 years ago, um, yeah. it's, there's a lot more apartment buildings. The, mm -hmm. We call them slip-ins. Okay. Um, <laughs> and those are 12 plexes that have taken the place of single-family homes and usually what you uh, with a slip-in what you see from the street side is a blank wall there's there's no door to the street no neighborliness about it um the the entrance doors are usually on the side oh okay so, that's interesting <laughs> yeah it's very covert um we neighborhood neighborhood groups worked very hard to um Beca because that's, I mean, it's just a problem with the way they're built. It's a problem putting a 12-plex in place of a single-family home where you've got, what, 12, more, 12 times more people living there, and it's on top of a 100-year-old infrastructure. So our pipes, our water mains, our, our storm sewers, everything is over 100 years old. So um, oh, that, okay. that puts a lot of pressure on that infrastructure. And not to mention when you, just the construction of the 12 plexes, when you, when you have, when you don't have a door to the street, it's not very friendly. And right. when you have a side door, um, it's an invitation for yeah. illegal activity to take right. place. <laughs> not that it always <laughs> does, but we've had problems with, with right. inappropriate behavior. Okay. <laughs> so, um, talking about the illegal activities and all that, um, how is it so far now? Like have oh, it have it gotten better? It's gotten you know? much. It's gotten much, much better. better. Yeah. Um, if if somebody pulls it up on a crime map, it's of course going to look like there's a lot of crime there. But right. you have to consider the density of the area. There's so yeah. many apartment buildings. There's not single family homes. There's uh, oftentimes three apartment buildings on one lot. Where if you go to a suburban area, there's only one house there. So just the sheer density. Um, it makes it look like there's more crime. Also, when you have crime stats don't take out um, traffic stops. So you've got 9th Street as a highway. You have 9th uh, and 10th <laughs> and 13th and 16th, 17th, A Street. 
um, K Street, all those really busy streets, and when they do a traffic stop and they might find drugs or something, it, it looks like they found drugs in the neighborhood. So oh, right. we get a bad yeah. rap that way, too. Oh, okay. So. Um, so now uh, let's jump into the economic state of the neighborhood. How how is it so far? And maybe like if there's any businesses or which has helped the neighborhood in like in terms of finance and all. We've been really f- fortunate, I think, not to have. We do not have empty storefronts, and I that's good. That's a sign of a healthy neighborhood. Yeah. When you start seeing empty storefronts that don't get rented out for years, um, that's troubling. But we have, I think, we because Lincoln is a large refugee resettlement and we do have a large refugee population, um, this is one of the neighborhoods where people settle. And so you go down 11th Street and you see or um, Guerrero's and over on 13th, El Chaparro. And there's, um, at different times, there's been several different uh, usually Latino um, ethnic markets scattered throughout the neighborhood. You know, there's some on 13th, and there were like three on 11th Street. So, so that, that, that's, that's a good thing that, that keeps, um, keeps the area vital. Helps in finance. Brings in services. Yeah. Yeah, The, the grocery store isn't, isn't as big. It's, it's improved a lot since it first opened. So, have have like maybe the Nebraska state have helped out in anything mm-hmm. within the neighborhood? No. The yeah. state? No. 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 So far? Uh, no. Okay. No. The city <laughs> the city has. Um yeah, the state we we just ha- house the capital in that area, but the state doesn't uh, contribute really anything. No. Oh. But we did have Eleventh Street was um had some major flooding because there's like six watersheds that empty down into oh, okay. 11th Street. So uh, there was a real problem with flooding. Um, one of the landlords shared a picture with me. He had a tenant whose car was parked in the street and it snowed uh, like a good foot. Uh, it was a lot of snow. And then it melted the next day and then it froze again. And he couldn't, uh. the, the tenant couldn't move his car because it was frozen in place halfway up his wheel oh. well. The city's urban development, uh, we had an opportunity to apply for a greening of America's capitals, and we were, it was a planning grant, but um, nevertheless, that's that's where you start is planning, what, what do you want to do, and right. and then we, and then find the money later, but um, that's where the designated bike right. lanes came from that, and also we bumped out the corners, also, where, yeah. so that, to retain water, but there's also more inlets for the water to go into the storm sewer. Uh, so the flooding problem has been right. taken care of. So in terms of, it seems like infrastructure and all that is quite decent in the neighborhood, right? Uh, having work done and all. It, um, it's, it's been a challenge. Yeah, I think with all the older neighborhoods, there's Lincoln has grown so much, especially in the last 20 years, right. that um, the, the new building for right. streets is used up on the outskirts of town so for a long time we didn't get streets fixed um this mayor mayor beitler i think has done a good job in the last few years especially in addressing some of the of the of the streets especially the arterials in the older parts of the city 11th street however 
did not benefit from that. Oh, okay. That's. <laughs> I mean, if, if you ever bike yeah. down there, it's it's pretty chewed up. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that was kind of an oversight. We you know when the sit person from the city told me that they were going to start painting the the lines for the bikes for yeah. the designated bike lanes. I said, well, "What do you mean they're going to start painting that <laughs> next week? They haven't resurfaced the street." And she said, oh, they're not going to. I'm like, you've yeah. got to be kidding because they are so chewed up. Uh, they're just um, delaying work and all that. Yeah. Um, it Actually, the problem is a lot of things don't get done, whether it's housing codes, streets, potholes. There has to be a complaint first. And unless there's a complaint, it doesn't come. Then, city department heads aren't aware of the problem. Right. And in areas like Everett, especially north of A, where it's 94% rental, I think there's like five homeowners uh, in the whole area okay. um, out of what's a population. There's probably a couple thousand. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, there's no, you just don't have advocates. Right. And, you know, some renters have been good at times advocating they were really good when we when the 13th street issue came before city council there were there was an organized effort um and a lot of renters and homeowners testified so that was really good but but landlords don't tend to write letters to advocate for right. new streets or new sewer systems yeah, yeah. so th- um, there needs to be more advocates yeah and that and it that and that traditionally yeah. comes from homeowners doesn't right. it certainly doesn't have to but traditionally it does so have there been like uh, maybe a community event or whatever that is organized by maybe uh, the Everett Association or maybe the other association where you're in, which is south of downtown, or maybe just a community event you you guys organize in terms of like to get benefits or maybe just just to boost up the financial state of the neighborhood. The we have we have fundraisers. They're fundraisers. less really big. Um, the, the Everett Neighborhood Association has been around for over thirty years. The um, we are not a nonprofit. We're just volunteers. Right. And the South of Downtown Community Development Corporation um, has been around two years. Okay. And it was it came to be. Um, it has a lot of funding from Lincoln Community Foundation and other groups but other foundations grants and they have their their challenges specifically to help um calm Mm. the neighborhood i I think and and another goal would be to um because of the housing stock is a problem it's it's old it it needs work that's but that's a huge challenge for them um so and the the south of downtown CDC is, um, they just opened an office at 11th and B. Okay. They're working on um, doing more. They have a, uh, what they they call it, the nest. And so they're working on um, art projects with, with families okay. and kids. And the Everett Neighborhood Association, you asked about funding, um, you know, whatever funds we have to yeah. <laughs> dredge up on our own. Um, and because we aren't a nonprofit, then, then we can't write for grants or anything. Right. But We've done all kinds of plant. Last year we did a plant sale. The year before we did a historic home tour. Oh, okay. Everett neighborhood is one of the city's original neighborhoods. Okay. So nearby Cooper Park is is the city's and maybe the state's. That's arguable. Yeah. <laughs> but it is definitely the city's yeah. oldest park. 
Right. And it's 151 years old. Oh, this so, right <laughs> Yeah. The, and the house, so the housing, um, Ed Zimmer mm-hmm. is the historic planner for the city. Right. He often does tours in right. that area because they. That's interesting. Okay. So um, if someone were to be interested in being part of like any events, maybe maybe someone even out who lives outside of there, uh, is there any way they can get in contact Pro- or something? Probably a Facebook page is the easiest way. A Facebook page is mm-hmm. the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have like a contact number or maybe a website? Though? We do not have a website. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's another challenge with such a high rental area is right. keeping people involved. So the involved. I, I would probably not have been involved for over thirty years, <laughs> okay. had there been new people right. coming up to take my place. But um, right. there, uh, we do have a really good board right now, and there's there's a good mix um, of newer people that have come on and some of the older people like me. <laughs> uh, okay, is there is there a lot like um, maybe student student uh, around twenty something to thirty ages? Who who's part of the neighborhood, or maybe they're, just involved in the? Yeah, I guess I don't know people's ages, but they're yeah, um, yeah probably like they're <laughs> most of them have completed college. They I think okay. they've all completed, right. or or they're maybe graduate students. Oh, okay, and they're finishing they've been up. And they're, right. Yes. Okay, yes. maybe do do you think maybe like what uh, the younger ages maybe uh what do you think has been the difference? For them, being a contribution to the neighborhood compared to like those who already lived there long time, just new ideas and uh, different ways of reaching yeah. out. We have, there, you know, there are not as many students that live in the neighborhood as as there used to be. There, right. be, there's um, a lot of families in the apartment buildings, whereas 20, 30 years ago, those were all filled with students, all student right. students and people that work downtown. That was okay. That was when people that. Although downtown is built up again now, but there were, there were a lot more employees. Uh, I remember, you know, like 25 years ago, 8 o'clock in the morning, there was this, like a mass. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody was walking <laughs> to work. Because it's a real, it's such a walkable neighborhood. That's, right. why, I, that's why I really like it. Um, everyone would walk to work, and then about 4.30 at night, you'd see everybody walking home. I mean, there were, it was. It's nice of you. Yeah, there were yeah. there were a lot. <laughs> Too many people drive now. There's. Okay. Although the bike tra- bikes are not, the yeah. designated bike lanes lane, really yeah. get used well. Right. So it is, and 11th Street's a great street. Yeah. So, uh, Miss Anderson, I want to thank you for coming on our show, and we can only wish the best for you and the community. Our guest has been Miss Pat Anderson, a former president of the Everett Neighborhood Association on the growth of the Everett and South neighborhoods. I'm Darrell Asran, and I would like to thank you all for lending your ears.